0: Of the podcast with you as always i'm top toes
1: and i am any thank you for tuning in to the oh those toes podcast
0: and with us in the studio uh live from the east village my favorite part of my favorite city in the world we have quantum 212 the uh the genius behind Ten toes films and ten, Tones, ten toes Ten productions jeez, I can't speak already
1: <laughs> you're are you fans pointing out already
0: <laughs> I might be i I, I might be
2: <laughs> how you guys doing
1: Hi welcome to the show
2: Thank you um, thank you for having me
1: so I you know I have a lot of things to say about you. But why don't we let you take a moment to tell us, you know, um, introduce yourself a little. Tell well, our listeners a little bit about you.
0: I, I wanted to take a half a second to tell our listeners why we know quantum. Because <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a story that really is part of the history
2: of the podcast. You,
1: you, you want to lead with?
2: like i was trying to <laughs> i i, mean, yeah, I, I think, I think that. that sounds yeah that sounds good because
0: <laughs> what i wanted to say had, had we not had to have a discussion about what we're gonna say is that you know our uh, our listeners and especially our youtube viewers would ah. remember that uh we met quantum when we met in uh new york city and God. that he was actually part of that first uh brief first live, live YouTube podcast. Yeah, Quantum
1: yes. is like, <laughs> and, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me here. He's like, you know, he was there for like, you know, all of it. And then and aside from being there, you know, our first time meeting, um, we had met there for the first time, the three of us, and Quantum got my, a big old, stinky any foot in his face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then he got a uh, stinky Bliss foot, which he then said he preferred. So, um.
1: you know,
2: it, it was rough. It, it really was. Uh, I was very torn uh, between the two. Uh, you know, because uh, Bliss just had, I mean, I, I found it amazing actually because uh, uh, she had on open toe, like they were open toe shoes, right? Um, yeah, and I she Open yeah, they were they were open toed and she had on nylons. I wasn't expecting it. I really wasn't because if you're if you're into the whole world of scent and smelling, um, you know, you would expect that someone would have like, you know, their feet in shoes or flats, uh, you know, with nylons on, and you know, it would absorb that, you know, the sweat and the scent and no nope, not bliss. <laughs> got to tell you, it just, I mean, it, the, immediately when she put them in my face, I was like, oh, my Lord. Uh, I, I mean, it just, it, it resonated. It was just there. I think even after we all left, it was just still there. I was just like, <laughs> I, I went home with it. I was just like, I went to sleep with it.
1: <laughs> Your was girl like, I was like... I had your Cheerios girlfriend. to
2: it, and <laughs>
1: <laughs> your, like, like, your was like
2: there, you know. But no, like... I have to say it was a it was a very close uh, it was a very close call because then uh, you know when I went over to Annie, and Annie has amazing feet. I mean, just her soles are just uh, they're forget about it. And I'm very particular when it comes to feet, so um, yeah. When you know she had her uh, feet in what are they like Doc Martens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were like Doc Martens. And, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting that because, uh, you know, it definitely the scent just kind of came through. And it was funny. because <laughs> You have one uh, bear, right? It was one yeah. bear, one hat. Not-
1: Do you remember? I don't know if you were busy with your camera, but mm-hmm. we had that mini shoot on the top of the stairs. And the other right. that I was with uh, had their toes out. And I was like, oh, I can't be the only one with shoes So I took one off. I don't know if you remember.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You took one of the, and it was funny because it was actually, uh, the bare one actually had more of the scent than the actual nylon. And it, it kind of me... It
1: was a nylon and sock. You would think all the sweat, all the sweat was trapped there. It was super sweaty.
2: Yeah, like yeah. it just kind of like it hit me, and I was like, "Wow, okay, this is a tough call." I was very confused. I felt <laughs> like I needed therapy for it. After I was like, "All right, I don't know," but I got yeah, Bliss definitely. Uh, she she won in that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you just weren't expecting it. You know, anytime I see uh, I see uh, a girl with open toe shoes, I, I have to say that um, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's really not. It's going to smell more like the street than anything else. But novelist.
1: <laughs> yeah, can you imagine what it would smell like if it had been in a closed shoe all day?
2: Oh my god!
1: Oh my, yeah, it would have been. Whew,
2: yeah. Oh my! I mean, that's just like that's just like you know, like instant, like you know, an instant high. I mean. Okay.
1: You know what? We got way. See, I knew this was. Yeah, crazy. we
2: went off. Yeah, of course. I knew you know, that. You know,
1: we're like this is seven minutes in to the podcast, and no yeah. one knows who Quantum is. But You're this right.
0: is this is the experience we bring. This is this is how we meet a person. We meet a person, and, and there's instantly that kind of story because we don't do anything yeah. just plain and vanilla whatsoever. You know, we got a river that, that. For those who didn't see that. We're literally in an outdoor cafe on a street corner in Upper Manhattan when this, when all this is happening.
1: Yeah, the yeah. cleaning guy. The cleaning guy was what, the guy was the guy uh, sweeping the streets, and he stopped to watch. Oh
2: yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were definitely uh, undercovers. Uh, I, I, I like to call them under foot fetish covers. There, they, they were, they were peeking through. Like, oh god, I wish I could. Can be doing that right now <laughs> you, know? <laughs> thing
1: yeah, is, we you just... know what if anybody would have come up to us and been like hey what's going on here like or can I like uh, we love feet too like we would have had a whole conversation that would have been amazing like I welcome yeah. that kind of energy not, not saying come and be a creep and like fucking pull your dick out and start masturbating <laughs> but you know <laughs> I, yeah, like,
2: yeah. well yeah, like, yeah talk about
1: it for sure
2: yeah, I mean it I mean for people who uh would claim to be more of the normative it, it definitely was a strange thing to them. Um, so but
1: I wanted to bring up a point that I don't think that um Top Toes and I have even like mentioned but mm-hmm. I was thinking the other day how unfair it is for Top Toes mm-hmm. because Top Toes has been waiting to smell my feet. For fucking six years. Quantum gets his nose pissed
2: two hours after I meet him. I mean, wow, now that you bring it up.
1: That's so unfair to you, Toptoes. I am so sorry.
2: Now that you bring it up, now I feel bad.
0: Uh, so no, I'm sorry. no need to feel bad. No need I am... to feel bad. You know, that we Eddie and I met and there was some other uh you know, one one could say interlopers, but oh my god, we just met some really cool people all at yes. once. It was worth it. So as we say really cool people put you at, a, at the Thank top you. of that list. Thank you. Now it's time for you to explain to our audience why, <laughs> you know, who you are, what you do, and, and how we're... cool you are. And why we're amazed to have met you in this completely random situation.
2: Um, Okay, so, I mean, basically, I I started producing uh, Foot Fetish content in 1999. Um, Well, actually, I really started when I was about eight. Uh, When I got got a hold of my mother's uh, uh, Instamatic camera, Uh, For the first time, uh, you know, I was a very curious kid. and um, I actually came out about my foot fetish when I was four. Um, And I, my mother was the first person that I came out. (laughs) And she looked at me like, you know, I mean, she's my mother. Well, you know, she was going to back me and she was like well, well you know well, that's, that's
1: that's okay <laughs> when you say coming out like what what does that mean as a kid like telling um, his mom like what does that look like or sound like
2: i mean when i say kind of like i mean especially back then um you know what people really consider to be the the norm um you know you really didn't come out and say that you you had really any fetishes uh, a
0: lot of a, does the four year old even know what a fetish is? I mean, you're you're no, no, so horribly creepy, Besse. Like. It's a it's a fascination.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. It just kind of. You know. It was more towards the end of when I was about to turn five. I, I just noticed that. Um. I. I had a. I had an experience with. Um. Uh. uh my cousin of mine. Uh, it's going to sound weird, but. Um, uh, a second cousin and you know she was kind of like lifting me up with her feet and her feet had a scent and it got trapped on my shirt and I I kind of just immediately related that scent to her feet and that's where it kind of started and I just started noticing myself more and more just kind of really looking at feet and um, and I
1: think that's so amazing that you know, it started off as just sort of this pleasant memory, right? Because it was a, yeah. an experience where you were happy mm-hmm. and playing, and now that scent is connected to those good feelings, and that's right. how that's how come I feel like foot fetishes always start when you're young.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was just something that I, I just really was open about. Like, I mean, I would my mother would have friends over, and I would be literally like under the table and just looking at all their feet they would have these open toe sandals on and i would sometimes dip in and catch a scent and they know i was down there so i was just very kind of <laughs> i was kind of very open about it and you know my mother was a bit um not that she wasn't a sharp woman but she just was a bit more naive when it came to things like that so uh you know when i started talking it, it wasn't like you know i was like mom i have a foot fetish but it was like you know i just told her i was like i like feet um, and you know she really didn't you know she was like, well, she goes you feed her a part of the the body, you know they're an important part of the body, and the way she explained it to me was very supporting, so I was very open about that through you know my life just growing up and uh uh first time I started taking pictures was around when I was eight. <laughs> I was eight years old, and I got a hold of a instamatic camera, and I just started snapping shots of like... Girl's feet, and uh, from then it kind of turned into this thing where um, I, uh, next door neighbor of mine introduced me to a guy by the name of Gary Stevens, um, and this was around yeah I was about twenty two uh, at that time, and um, he uh, owned a company called IPhone, and IPhone was responsible for a lot of the earlier the earliest. Uh, the fetish films that were out there like uh, uh tramplevideo.com uh ibn Toe Tales, um a lot of the, the earlier starting thing, and a lot of independent um foot fetish films and fetish films so uh i started working for him and um he had an office right across the hall from leg action magazine and um that's where it kind of all started um i started shooting for leg action and, um, you know, that's, that's where it all started from there. <laughs> and, and
0: that's, that's yeah. a part of the world that I've, um, we haven't found any guests, you know, I, I end up having to monologue when we talk about it on the show, mm-hmm. the days of leg action and leg show. And, yes. um, the funny thing is that none of, the, none of the magazine titles ever actually had the word foot. They would back it off to leg. <laughs> To to try to so
1: leg, so leg was more uh, it was okay, it was more acceptable to like the legs than it was to say I like the feet. Do you think in the
0: magazine scene, leg in the title was a euphemism for it being a foot fetish mag for sure? In the VHS and then and then DVD days, they were ready to put foot in the title. But the magazine era, I don't think there was a single title that actually had the word foot in it.
2: Well, I mean, um, a lot of the publications in small print, like you'd actually have to go into the index. And it it would say it in there. Um, But what initially when Leg Show, because Leg Show came out and then Leg Action came out as a follow-up. Leg Leg Show uh, started in San Francisco, and uh, they initially wanted to come out more as like a pinup, type yeah, of Um And you know, but in all honesty, I mean, I, I met all these guys, and they they all just had like different. I mean, it was base the base foundation was foot fetish, but we're afraid on the blowback on what people would actually think and if they would actually buy the magazine or be supported. So they actually did more of like a a pinup. Uh, yeah, they were
0: all, all, whether whether the photographers could handle it or not, they were yeah. all riding on the back of Elmer Batters.
2: They, right, they, exactly. and they all
0: And they all loved Elmer Batters. And Elmer would almost get a spread. The, the dead Elmer would still get a spread in every other issue. Oh,
2: every other issue Elmer was in there. I mean, I am a huge Elmer fan. <laughs> Who isn't in our <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I yeah, yeah.
0: Any I think I told any about elmer and she did some research and realized she was a huge fan and she did not even know who he was yeah, yeah. he oh, yes. created all of the key poses and you know from the tip of the toes to the top of the hose was his uh tagline and i think you know, that's elmer said mm-hmm. you can't show feet without showing a leg and it right, fit.
2: Absolutely. right. And, and
1: you guys you know a lot of these things are learning opportunities for me because one i'm, I'm a, j- just a little bit younger than you guys and then two i didn't come into i didn't learn about foot fetishy kind of stuff until much much later in life so i'm you know a lot of it is is kind of new to me so so yeah top toes is right like a lot of the times i've seen or heard and i just i'm not familiar with any of the names like i don't think i've ever seen a leg magazine or, or things like that. Like I've seen a Playboy, you know. And when I was a kid, you'd buy those um, those crazy uh, newspapers, you know, on the side of the fucking street where you'd put in a quarter and you'd get that big newspaper out. And but you know, we didn't pay attention to any of the names. That wasn't important to me then.
2: Well, so, I mean, um, I mean, and I mean, and all I, I, the time back then was just. Um, it was an amazing time for fetish just in general. I mean, you know, everything was just kind of, it was so new and uh, not that it was new. I mean, fetish has been around forever, but I mean, I think in the scene and especially in New York, um, it was like, you know, the exploration of it was just amazing. You know, it's just like anywhere that you went, um, you know, they had a place here in the city called the, the Hell's Fire Club. Oh,
0: um, God, I loved that place
2: yeah old abandoned
0: church repurposed as a club oh i spent way yeah i mean you
2: can you can walk into that place and it was just like you know everybody was just it's you know when you look at like kind of like um how fetish is today i really feel like fetish is very divided right now you know back then it was just like you know you had uh doms that were mingling with people and foot fetish and just the yeah. aspect of fetish was just like everybody was uh, involved in in the discussion and conversation and content creators were just involved with everybody and you oh know my God. Very, I've, I've very I've talked
0: time. about this so many times it, you, and what happened was mm-hmm. in the early 2000s I think the BDSM scene kind of co-opted the term fetish and fetish right. parties became BDSM parties right. and then the foot fetishists kind of got relegated to the sidelines
2: yep exactly. now in the days
0: of the hellfire club and man ray in boston you'd go in it'd be a dance party there'd be a also a demonstration going on but right. you could also just step away go to the couches near the bar and just mm-hmm. fucking suck some toes and no one
2: gave a shit yeah nobody cared nobody cared. <laughs> you know it, it was just it was just like i i was able to walk into i mean a lot of people knew me when i walked into hellfire and you know If I saw somebody I didn't know and it was like, oh, you know, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm just into feet right away. Oh, do you want to worship my feet? It was just right off the bat, you know, it was just like, okay, (laughs) let's do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it was just like, everybody was just doing their thing. And it was just like, it was such an amazing time just to be in that scene. It was like, you know, I, I, you know, if you talk to somebody that didn't know about it and they became curious about it, they wanted to be more educated about it, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's funny because you just put a memory back into my head. You were talking about the scent of a foot kind of lingering with you. Yeah, I remember those um, back in the days when you'd still go home on the Vomit Comet, the uh, the last train out of town.
2: Okay, okay when it was yes,
0: God, it was four uh, thirty in the morning. Right, you could actually right. stay out with uh-huh. the bar closed, and catch uh-huh. the Vomit Comet home, and you the high would not leave you because the scent of somebody was on your shirt. Yep. <laughs> and, oh my then,
1: God. and then,
0: and yep. then you've got all the all the the drunken club girls who popped mm-hmm. off their shoes and passed out on the train, and you're still just voyeuring the entire ride home anyway.
2: Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. my
1: gosh. That's I don't know, a that great was the same time. on the
0: subway, but when you're when you're far enough out that you had to ride the commuter train back.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Like you definitely just brought a few memories into my head just now. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I, as much as I want to pick both of your brains about those memories, Mm -hmm. um, I think I have a couple questions for Quantum that, um, one of them being...
0: Well, wait, I think, I think we're going to ask Quantum some,
1: get into
0: the hard Q&A after a quick break.
1: I was, you just totally interrupted my flow of that, I was going (laughs) to (laughs) say. I want to ask about the type of content that he shoots, but we're going to do it in just a few seconds when we come back.
2: Uh, that's, I will be here.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we're back. And, uh, well, if it was five seconds, uh, that's good for you. If it was 30 seconds, it means we got paid. And that's good Wait. for us. But we'll never know. <laughs> But thanks for sticking around into the second segment. And um, thanks for letting me interrupt you, Eddie, so that we could say the exact same thing. But now it's time to actually <laughs> ask your question.
1: So Yeah, they, you're so you're too kind. Thank you.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, you know, I wanted to ask um, because he I feel like Quantum was a little bit modest in his introduction. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, he is a content producer, yes, photographer,
2: yes,
1: (laughs) filmographer. What is the word for that? What am I videographer? (laughs) Video videographer. Videographer. <laughs> okay, uh, um,
0: owner of a reasonable studio that I've that he has been so gracious to even allow
2: me to uh, utilize anytime, anytime. All right? Yeah. Um.
1: He's a dungeon owner.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, he then
0: also credited me for all the photos on my page, not understanding how an internet social media promotion kind of page works. So we had to have that embarrassing conversation where he's like, "Oh, I love all your shots." I'm like ninety two percent of them are mine.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, I still feel so dumb over that, man. I, I, no, I but the,
0: Instagram is not your world. You're coming into it. You're trying to figure yeah. it out, and the uh, the idea of a yeah. of a producer but the, but the promoter just- kind of part of, the, of this universe didn't really click with you,
1: right? Well, because yeah. all of uh, Q- quantum quantum's content on his page is all his. I would
2: with love the to do that, but I'm just not that of, good, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty much uh, I'm a walking one man show. I I've been you know so coming up in this uh, in this whole game, um, I've done a lot of things like involved in music and actual movie production for independent films and things of that nature. So um, when you get involved in projects and you're working with people that just end up being shady in the end of things, or you know they have an agenda. You know, you have to kind of start learning how to figure out how to do things yourself. Um, That's kind of like what I ended up doing. I got involved in a lot of partnerships that went south and, you know, they left me holding the ball. So I started learning how to pretty much do everything uh, from film editing to animation to uh, photography to you name it. Uh, even uh, audio engineering, uh so it's kinda like uh I put a lot of time into really researching and and uh really just kinda like by trial and error just learning what I you need. Learning to
1: do. your craft, really. Yeah. 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 And I, and I yeah. think
0: that's where you being quote Tentos productions over even just Tentos films really tells a little more of the story of who you are. Yeah. You are producing all of this content from start to finish in video in photography in yeah. setting up your own place you know
2: yeah the, yeah the it's one been, man
0: the one man fetish show
2: yeah it's been i mean like i said I've, I've i've been doing this for a while i had to take a break for a while because um you know i i ended up getting married and i had a I had a kid and um my kid ended up becoming very sick uh so i had to put extra attention into that and, you know, just, you know, getting things together in my life. And, and now coming back to it, it's, it's strange, you know, because a lot has changed. You know, it's, it's very different now than it was uh, back then. But, you know, still having the skill set, I'm still able to kind of keep up. <laughs>
0: well, that, that's something that I, I definitely wanted to
2: ask you. And maybe you kind of alluded to it. So,
0: okay. Prince is dead. But yes. I don't know if you saw the writing on the wall and started to transition to internet-based or if it's more a circumstance of you when you took hiatus, you left the print world. And when you came back, there was no print world and it was time to learn the internet.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, what ended up happening, um, you know, because uh, Leg Show kind of evaporated around 2012. Um, you know, they, they had a few... i made it that long. Yeah, I mean, they really tried on the internet. They tried to really put stuff out and uh, it wasn't the same, you know. Um I think they had a hard time transitioning to the digital world. I kind of saw that coming early um when the guy that I was working for, he had a uh, his uh his company was called iPhone. It was called In the Feet of the Night. Uh that oh, yeah, company? Or... Yeah, aka Footworld. Um, I saw a lot of distribution actually going down, you know, and then you kind of really started to see the birth of internet and people kind of starting their own sites. And, you know, I remember going from a a 35 millimeter Nikon film to one of the first digital cameras that came off computers, which was, it was a Toshiba. It was a 3.3 megapixel. And that's what you were forced to actually shoot with. You know, so a lot of stuff that you actually see on my IG, a lot of my older photos of models that are not known, they're not what I call like uh, IG famous models. Um, Those are all shot with a 3.3 megapixel camera. Um, So it was tough back then to actually even transfer stuff to a computer. And um, it kind of started seeing people more transitioning towards that area. It wasn't no longer film. Uh, film was just going out. Print was just kind of like, none of the magazines were selling anymore. Um, they had like magazines like I don't know if you remember the paper called uh, Screw Magazine.
0: No, not not familiar with that one.
2: Yeah, that that came out in L.A. It was L.A. based. New York had some publications out here. Uh, It was all, like, fetish-based, sex work-based, and it it was a great magazine, and then it later on transitioned into The Village Voice, where you saw a lot of stuff in there, and, Mm. you you know, once you started seeing even that dying out, you know, it was like, you know, but um, The Village Voice actually was one of the papers that actually helped me get my first site up, which was called Thirstyfeet.com, um that was the start of my first website after I left, uh, iPhone and, uh, leg action. Um, and, uh, it was a challenge. It really was because those days were membership based sites. Um, had to really learn about processing and you had to learn about, uh, a lot about server admin work and working with servers and, uh, it, it was definitely a, a big challenge to get that up. And, uh, you know, just the amount of material that you can put up. Uh, I mean, a lot of these files wouldn't go past like uh, one megabyte. You know, yeah. so it was definitely. <laughs> I think people today they don't know how uh, lucky they are. <laughs> oh, right. God, so, yeah. so
1: you were like years ahead of your time. Then you've been, you've always been. It sounds like.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't the only one though. There were a lot of great sites that were out there um, that had great material. There was a uh, FeedHeat.com at your feed. Uh, there was uh, Souls of Silk FeedFair.com. These were uh, a lot of guys, especially Feetfair.com. He was based in New York and, um, you know, great guy. Uh, he We, we definitely uh, had a lot in common shooting wise and stuff like that. But I think for the type of website that I was putting up, yeah, like I, I had a mixture of everything where a lot of these guys just kind of had a lot of these content creators. They had a lot of just straight foot fetish. I had like everything like foot fetish trample giantess crush uh i had a specific session all for pov shots so it was kind of like um i started doing a lot of underglass, like kind of like uh giantess type stuff and crush stuff um crush fetish is basically more of what i was known for and what i became popular for um and i'm not talking about the, art, the hardcore stuff i'm talking about more of just like the casual stuff
1: well, let me let me uh, interrupt you for just a moment here. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what would you say is your favorite content to shoot? I mean, I know you said you became known for for crush.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, is that because that's your favorite type of content to shoot?
2: Um, I think back then, um, I I'm, I think back then I I really started uh, really exploring with the world of crush um it, it was something that i started getting into and yeah it became a fetish uh back then um so i i kind of put more focus into it because it was just more with crush and giantess that you can actually do um camera wise um i started really kind of like on a on as far as on a technical a technique um i would use like three or four different cameras You know, I would get like these cheap cameras back then and try to get different angles as if like, you know, uh, people can actually watch this film like they were in the perspective of the subject being crushed, you know, get a lot of facial expressions, a lot of shots in between the toes. And so, yeah, it it actually kind of opened my world up to uh, creativity. Whereas, like, you know, basic foot fetish was just kind of like straight on shots, soles, spreading toes. It was, you know, I, I really kind of like saw more of a challenge with crush and giantess. So, yeah, it was definitely so my favorite. You,
1: when you say crush, uh we crushing all types of uh, things, like items, inanimate objects, bugs? Like, what? Kind um,
2: of- Pretty much, uh, yeah, all the more bugs. It was more insect-orientated stuff that I I was doing. Um, That became more of uh, what I started becoming more known for. Um, And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, there are going to be people listening to this that are into Crush and they're going to (laughs) know exactly who I am. (laughs) Um, There's going to be people
0: listening who are going to go, oh, my God, he he is killing, you know live animals yeah. and yeah but you no, know yeah.
1: the those of us that, that dabble into the crush and the insect crush we get a lot of shit from people um yeah. is that something that you've like had to deal with like like tell me how you deal with that kind of backlash
2: I mean yeah I mean I've I've experienced different aspects of that and it's kind of like I mean to me it's uh it's like I've never done anything animal oriented I've never done uh those things I don't support. I don't support. Like no, no
1: mammals, I mean, right?
2: No, no, ma- n- nothing, you know, w- you know, of course with anything, they always have to take it uh, past the limit. You know, it's like when you have like, uh, you know, people out there that are doing content, they're, they're doing cats and dogs and, and mice and all. Of, I mean, that's just, it's not, a, it's just an abuse of, of the fetish. And then they ruin it for the rest of the people that are into just more of the softer side of things. I mean, um, um, mine is more. It's more insect orientated, and I have even taken a lot of crap for that because it's kind of like, well, you know, you're killing, uh, uh, you know, you're crushing a living thing, and I'm like, well, it's kind of like, uh, haven't you ever killed a bug before? Have right. you ever Have you and ever?
1: I, I, and I feel like those people judge. They get super judgy, and they're like on their little soapbox, yelling at the people that crush it. Like, how dare you kill this cricket? You know? And I'm like bitch if that thing came into your house you squished the shit out of it immediately like flies roaches gnats you hmm. know little worms whatever comes into your house you you know most it's an, people
0: it's an argument we're always going to have to deal with right. and, you know you can, well, see it... the, you can see the total buddhist perspective that they are a living thing and you can see the pragmatic perspective of 98 percent of the population kills them anyway i just happen to be filming it
2: well, I mean, not for nothing, when you see people up on YouTube, you know, I just saw a video on YouTube of, uh, I think it was a a, a, a woman uh, from Korea. Uh, they have these uh, videos that are like kind of based off of eating. You know, they'll sit in front of the camera and they'll eat. Like the uh,
1: ASMR video.
2: It's like an ASMR, but it's really like they—they're really—it's—it's a fetish. Like I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it
0: it falls in the feeding fetish. Yeah,
2: so you know, and she was eating a roasted cat. So, which is
0: somehow culturally appropriate in Korea. It is. Yeah. Freaky as fuck. But I mean,
2: that the video had almost thirty-five million views. So it's kind of like, okay, well, that's okay. Why? You know, I mean, it's considered to be, because it's ASMR, it's not categorized as a feeding fetish or a fetish. It's a part of the normative. So it's okay that that's being done. But if you show a model stepping on a word, uh, well, then that's just, you know, inappropriate. It's horrible. Why would you do that? But yet, you know, these are the very same people that, you know, would put out a mousetrap in their home. And, right. And, you know, uh, I see well, products... For you
1: them. know and i i feel like um you know I, i'm going to respect those people as well right there are they are allowed to be upset if this is upsetting to them i mean i understand that and that's okay yeah um, but, but also you know, skip
0: it and move along
1: exactly exactly, exactly. like don't, exactly, don't turn it you into know. a cause i don't yeah. need your hate mail like but, it's not going to change anything it's not going to make you be better like you're not yeah. So the, so the mantra respect and, each
0: other's. You know, right. uh, the mantra is and will always be:
1: mm-hmm.
0: your fetish might not, might not be my fetish, but I respect your right to have it as long as it's uh, between one or more consenting adult humans.
2: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, okay. it, it, in in all reality, it's it's really. I, I do respect anybody's opinion. I've had people tell me their opinions in very rude ways, and. Uh, kind of shocking ways but i mean you know it's expected and you know it's not the only thing that i do it's one of the things that to me at the time i i became popular for um like i said i i, I was able to put a lot of creativity into that and i think until actually someone actually sees it i mean cuz i've had people judge me off of it before they see it and then when they see it they're like okay well that was very creative <laughs> you know because you actually have to think about it like even with foot fetish is very hard to be creative with feet.
1: Right, very, yeah. It and very to come up thing. with something different and unique. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, every time. And you have to please clients that are purchasing this content. You know, so you have to be creative. You gotta be one step ahead. So to me at that time, it was it was a it, it was for the time. Now it's kind of like I I kind of incorporated those techniques now and I put it into everything that I felt. You know so, so what
1: um what other kind of content do you like to shoot or do you shoot
2: um I really honestly I love to shoot um I like to shoot a lot of like story scripted stuff now um I shoot things that kind of like um the way porn was back in the seventies everything was kind of like uh very storylined you know I will do that um and now, like I ha- I actually uh, filmed something uh, a little while ago. Um, it basically, I, don't, I, I the title of it might not be good for the podcast. <laughs>
1: no, the um, podcast God.
0: is labeled explicit. You can say anything you want, whatever
1: you want.
2: All right. So um, the name of it was called abduction. Okay, and um, the whole story started out with um, my partner, who I. I live with and I work with, uh, Adelina Vicious. Um, we did, uh, this story based off of a client that contacted her off of IG, uh, that was supposed to set up a session and left her hanging. So we did this whole thing about this client named Brian pumper. That was his username. And, uh, we got a, a guy, um, He actually right now is uh, a photographer for Boats and Souls, but at the time was uh, Your One Fetish. And we got him involved in a shoot and he did an awesome job at playing the abductee. (laughs) Um, So we did this whole storyline where, you know, he was kidnapped and then, you know, tied up to a chair and dark lights. And I had like three different cameras going and the whole storyline was is that you know he's been sitting there for a week and he hasn't eaten and she comes in and um, she puts this plate of pasta in front of him and in order for him to eat and if he wanted to eat, um, he was gonna have to smell and suck her feet <laughs> <laughs> and I mean. Okay. He, and I mean, look, uh, Addie has amazing feet, I mean, she just has uh wow, and yeah, i have
1: uh, had the pleasure of meeting her as well a couple of times, yeah. and she is absolutely gorgeous, i mean she's got yeah. shout out to to her, you know, um she's gorgeous and she's talented, and she is just. Yeah, she's just adorable. Great oh, yeah, yeah, great toenails. Yeah, but
2: she's great, yeah. Yeah, and he was resisting. Like, I mean, he has to play the part like he was resisting. And I, I did this just like a movie. Uh, I mean, we did takes. Um, you know, he, like, I needed the expression on his face like he was disgusted by her feet. You know? And uh, he just, like, had this admiration for her feet. <laughs> and it took, like, almost, like, 20 takes. <laughs> And I'm like, no, man, no, you cannot Don't look at her feet that way. You're supposed to be disgusted. You're starving, remember? He was like, I just want to suck. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I,
0: I think as fetishists, we've all dealt with that. Like, how do you do the forced worship scenario, which is always a, a fun kind of fantasy, when yeah. you, the fact is you like it anyway?
2: <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Well, that's you see, that's the thing that I, I make sure – like, you know, I, I was really blessed to be around, like, um, like projects. Uh, I did a lot, a lot of work on independent horror flicks and things like that. And uh, I was blessed to be around a, a lot of different, like, um, uh, videographers. Like, a lot of DPs that actually just, and directors that really would get the job done. And... You know, I put a lot of that into actually stuff that I do now. It's like, so, you know, I so kind of. you're,
1: on top of it all, you're a director too. Like...
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I can call my, call my I mean, I, I try my best <laughs> <laughs> you know, to, to really bring that across. But yeah, a lot of models that I work with, like, I'll, they find it exhausting because, you know, these days, I have to say, you know, acting fetish is very easy now. You know, it's like if you have a phone, um, you're immediately a producer. Um, And that's not a bad thing. It happens in every, in every genre of, of just like creativity. It's like, it was like that when I was doing music back in the day, um, if you wanted to record a demo, you had to pay like 300 an hour to go into a studio, but You know, before and you know when once equipment started being available to people and computers started coming out and software, everybody had a home studio. You know, it's gotten that way with movies now and now with you know with fetish production, it's easier to actually uh, you know be film content. It's very easy now. But I what I really feel about um, fetish now is the lack of education. You know, there. I don't feel like there's enough education now with a lot of the newcomers that are coming up uh, in fetish today. You know. You
1: know what? That is um, definitely a topic that we wanted to touch on. Mm -hmm. So let's take another quick break and come back. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about that.
2: All right. Cool.
0: And we're back, and so. Q quantum sorry Q is easy yep.
2: <laughs> no you can say Q it's fine um, <laughs>
0: so you definitely uh you touched on something that we've we've talked about a lot um and okay. it's such a double-edged sword uh and right. you were talking from the production side we've talked from the content creator side mm. there there was the wonderful thing about the change in porn um first in the video and then mm-hmm. in the website and then in the social media is that, you know, women have taken control of their own content creation, mm-hmm. which does in some way put you out um, right. or you end up falling like I have where you're, you know, the, the, the dedicated photographer for a single model. But I mean, I want to acknowledge this started way back when with like people like Della Donna, who said, I am tired of the yeah. system. And I'm going to basically be my own studio but without the studio system rules. Right. And then when you were coming into the, the internet um, sites, you were talking about all these sites that were still kind of based on the magazine model of right. content from all over the place, uh, content from various photographers from various models. While at the same time, people like Dawn Desire were starting to really change the scene with here's my website and it's me and my people. Right, and you you kind of have to like us, um, right? And now we push it into the social media realm where we have said a little mm-hmm. bit that if you've got two feet, um, ten toes, or even less in some cases, <laughs> and, and an iPhone, you can be producing adult content. You can become a sex worker, and right, that's that's good. That's good for the models because we all know that maybe mm-hmm. not the photographer world, but definitely the video world. The studio system yeah. was really abusive.
2: Right. But right.
0: for someone like you who came out of that and is, you know, a name as a, a producer, a true mm-hmm. producer, you know, is this affecting you?
2: Um, yes, 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 and yes and no. I mean... Uh, I say no more because, you know, anything, uh, in life is a a learning experience, you know? So it's kind of like, I really try to, um, keep up with the time and keep up with what's, what's going on out there, you know, and, uh, anything that is new can be something new in a creative aspect, you know? So, um, I would say no and I say yes, because, um... What kind of makes it tough is, you know, you talk about Belladonna and, you know, like I, I've seen Belladonna's work and pre and now. And it's kind of like even when she launched that website, she still had a creative team. You know, it's, uh, you know, the content that she was putting out was quality, you know. So it's it's a difference between models at that time saying, yeah, I've had enough of like more the corporate end of porn and I've had enough of the distribution and of porn and, and really with these uh, percentages and especially in the porn industry, which I've, I've mingled in as well um, on how a lot of these companies is to treat their actors. And it's a very tough job. It's a very tough job. Uh, and, you know, the influences that a lot of these actors had around them, it just really was not easy. So I was very pro for um, a lot of these actors going out there and starting their platforms, especially like, you know, when they started their websites and I see a lot more on Pornhub now where, you know, they're taking control of their content and that's great, but I feel specifically more in the foot fetish community. um, There is a tremendously huge lack of education um, where a lot of content is just being given away. And, uh, you know, when it comes to filming this type of stuff, it's very difficult. It's time consuming. And, you know, I've actually gotten into disputes with clients uh, about these things and, and just fans out there of, of, you know, different models where it's kind of like, you know, well, you know, so what, you know, it should just be expected. And it's really like, well, would you just go into your job and work for free? You know, if your boss came up to you tomorrow and said, you know, yeah, I need you to go out and deliver all these things. And oh, by the way, you're not getting paid. You know, what would you say? You know, so it's kind of like, you know, when you have people out there that are expecting content and you're trying to give them the best quality and they're not willing to support because you do have a lot of models out there that don't understand the nature of, you know, content creation. You know, it's like they're just giving stuff away. When you see IG models that are actually doing lives like 30 minutes, you know, and just giving it all away. And, yeah, it makes it very hard for, you know, content creators like myself to actually push content out there, especially when there's so much out there for free.
1: Right. So it's so it's oversaturated with all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff that you don't have to pay. And oh, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those that I learned my lesson. I was, I did a 30 minute live and, you know, was sort of chatting and then mm-hmm. switched the phone over to my feet. And while I was waiting for my mom to come out of the doctors, it wasn't a big deal. I was just chatting with fans. I wasn't mm-hmm. doing anything particularly interesting with my feet, but I found that that entire 30 minute live was put on like X hamster or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And it was really hard to get it down. And, um, It may have gone back up. I don't know. But there's somewhere, you know, someone somewhere out there that's using this whole 30 minute footage of my feet and my Mm -hmm. face to profit off of. So
0: something we've tried to struggle with in this podcast because we wanted to we wanted to get the additional exposure um, out of YouTube. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we don't always want to do or rarely almost want to do a full video segment because yeah, we're then we're in the process of creating free content. Now right. it's a, it's a double-edged sword. YouTube is good. It's, it's wider exposure. I think still in this world, more people go to YouTube for, you know, entertainment than podcasting is, is a little specific. Um, and I, but...
1: and I get it too. Like people, well, you know, my feet will draw the crowds, right? Right. People will will come for the feet and stay for the contents. i I completely believe that would that would be the case with us, right? I think they would see a pair of pretty feet and go, Oh shit, there's you know an hour's worth of this, these really nice feet. Mm-hmm. Um and then they'd be forced to listen and then they'd stay, because you know we're fucking cool as fuck, right? right. Um, but um but then at the same time i'd be completely cutting myself off at the at the feet <laughs> i you know i right. yeah i'd because then i'd be giving all this free shit and why would anybody pay for any of my content when they can take hours worth of it for free on the internet so, well exactly i mean
2: I, I try to really think i mean I, i've always done this even when i uh, launched my first site and I, i've had a few of um, you know, before I even launched the site, you know, when print was actually dying out, um, I became more of a consumer and really did my research that way. And you know, I try to look at it from the consumer's end as well as a content creator, you know. So it's kind of like back in that time when websites were popular, there was only one way that you can get content, and that was to pay for membership. There was just no other way, you know, and Where it left more of a disadvantage for consumers uh, that wanted this content is that there wasn't really any preview, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, you're paying like, you know, 20 bucks, 30 bucks for a month to get content and you don't know really what the content is. You know, a lot of these content producers back then were making thumbnails really small with previews and things of that nature. You really couldn't see what was going on, but it would spark your interest. Very much like YouTube has clickbait today. Um, Clickbait has been around forever. It's just like a lot of people think it's a new thing. It's not. Websites were doing it for ages. You know, they would put specific things in there that weren't really even in the site. You know, so what I ended up doing when I launched my my first site was I made video previews of everything, you know, so I made actual slideshows, videos, uh, trailers to different models and things of that nature, which a lot of porn companies were doing. And I just really just jumped off of that, you know, and um, then people started following that format, Um, you know, so I understand, um, you know, wanting to see something you know, what you're going to be purchasing, you know, nobody just wants to buy buy something blindly unless you're buying something off of the dark net, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend, <laughs> um, you know, but uh, you know, now today I really don't, I think it's more for models. Uh, I'm not going to say all models because I've met a lot of cool models. I, you know, that are really into content creating Um, and they understand the nature of it. They want to put good content out there. But then you have a lot of models that are out there that are just really in it for the money. You know, they'll throw content out there to people for, you know, 40, 50 bucks of a video that's being handheld with a phone where you can hardly see their feet and the quality is garbage, you know? And I feel like the programming of this, like people are just settling for this, you know? And it's become a popularity thing amongst models now, instead of content you know so it, it it is a very difficult time uh for you know people like myself who do create content to really kind of get content out there you know and uh yeah it's definitely tough
1: definitely is yeah I mean and and you know we say this all the time with the pandemic it the market mm-hmm. just doubled and oh, yeah <laughs> oh yeah and uh you know supply and demand like the the scale shifted and all of a sudden there's much more supply than demand and so people are looking on the other side of it like sometimes people are selling you know full-on nudes and all type of you know x-rated play for you know for pennies you know for pennies to the dollar and i just think too like to those models i'm like you're you're worth more than that you have quality content like why are you charging 50 cents for it you
2: know like oh yeah yeah i mean you know the the uh the prices out there i mean as far as what people are charging is really it's out there you know but yet i understand the nature of the work you know like i support sex workers um I mean, way and above. I mean, right now what sex workers are going through, I, I have to say, is an atrocity because um, right now between the battles of what's going on with Visa and MasterCard, um, they, the banks want to make it impossible for uh, content creators and sex workers to even operate. It pushes them into a realm where they have to do more in-person sessions and they have to do things more uh, on the basis of cash, which is a very dangerous thing. Yeah. right Um, exactly it's the unintended
0: um well it's it's two things one we remember from the days of the early internet that yeah your basic pay uh, credit card processors would not touch anything adult and then you had stuck with places like cc bill whose fees were abhorrent right Um, and then now we've got the the FOSA-SESTA legislation and another one which were supposed to stop human trafficking and um inadvertently are pushing sex workers back mm. into the street as you right. just about put it you know right. th- these are things where we're trying to stop you know wh- exploitation of sex workers on the street and pimps and, and actual legit human trafficking and cutting them off at the knees on the internet is actually having the reverse um, right
1: it's doing the exact opposite of what it's trying to do because now they're they have to collect cash in person and you know a lot of women will 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 go and work under these people just for protection so then you have just pushed them back into the hands of you know pimps and other kind of shady people that are not really there to looking out for their
2: best interest you know Well, yeah i mean i i really honestly don't think that enough people are especially when you when you talk about like um the heteronormative i don't really feel like they're supporting sex workers but yet they get enjoyment from the content that's created from sex workers oh, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of like okay well you know because i've done i i've gone out there, I've done protests with sex workers and, and things of that nature to, you know, a MasterCard and Visa. And, and you know, you see, like, when you start handing out flyers and you hand out flyers to guys, it's kind of like, you know, they don't want, they pretend like they don't want no part of it. Like, oh, not me. I don't watch porn. Oh, uh, no, That's yes, you right. do. You watch porn, you know. And
1: stench, you just don't... The stench of hypocrisy sickens me. Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I feel like, you know, in all honesty, what's going on, like, within the social media end of things is there is not enough education that's going on. Because, you know, in all reality, there were a lot of doms. Uh, the last protest that I went to, there were a lot of doms, a lot of sex workers that were out there marching for the rights of a lot of these foot fetish models that are on IG to do what they do. And I didn't see one foot fetish model there. You know, I didn't see anybody there that was even from the foot community. So it's kind of like it affects us all, you know, so it's like I really feel like there's a very big lack of education going on amongst the models and a lot of the new content creators that are out there because, I mean, I've heard stories. I've heard stories of, you know, just these new content producers that come in with their phones and they're very obnoxious and uh, misogynist uh, is the best way that I like to put it. You know, they'll come in and, treat the model a certain way, make them feel uncomfortable. And, you know, it just, it reflects poorly upon people like myself that, you know, I'm looking to do things very straight. You know, I'm not looking to, I'm looking to create content. I'm not looking to gawk at your feet. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I feel like a lot of uh, content producers that are out there right now, it's all about the feet. It's like, oh, anything that I can do to get close to her feet, And they use content creation as an excuse. Mm. And, you know, that's pretty
1: much my thing. One thing that I want to say about um, within Mm. minutes of meeting Quantum um, that we talked about briefly was that, and one of the things that really led me to feel extremely comfortable with Quantum um, was that, you know, he does, you don't put yourself as the, the star of whatever it is that you're producing. Mm. You you told me that you hire men or other people. And you mentioned it, you know, with mm-hmm. the, the person that helped you make that film, that, that video yep. is that um, you're not putting yourself in the middle of it. So it's clear to me mm-hmm. that you're not there just to get off, which is, you know, top toes. And I have had many conversations about the creepy aspect of these photographers, um, you know, I mean, yeah, I just basically looking for a fucking foot job, and you know,
2: <laughs> I did. I actually did my first uh scene where I put myself in something with uh with Phoenix Stacy, um, who I love, she's awesome. Um,
1: shout
2: out to Stacey, um, I did a scene with her that required my and I was a mess, <laughs> it, was, it was so. <laughs> You know, it was so because look, I love, I love feet. I, I love feet. Um, you know, it's just a part of me, and and anyone that can't accept that, well, you know, uh, they can really. I don't, I don't want to be uh, vulgar on, on, on. They can, they
1: can <laughs> suck an egg.
2: Yeah, they can think of something. I was going uh, to <laughs> use the old. I was going to use the old, you know, the the Cartman from South Park. They can suck my balls, but I, I, <laughs> I won't do that.
1: Hey, that's <laughs> that <whole> <laughs> another <laughs> fetish.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was a mess. I was a mess when I when I finished. She made me feel so comfortable, and it was the, actually the first time that I really put myself in in a scene. And yeah, you know, it just really, you know, when I. When I get a male model, to me, it's easier to get the angles that I feel like people want to see. I can really just get creative with the camera. And um, it just works a lot better. Yeah, I I definitely, I'd like to do that in my personal time. Uh, Not when it comes to actually, uh, you know, creating content. I want to make sure that content comes out, uh, you know, the best that it can come out. And that the person who actually purchases the content is very happy with it. You know, that's that's my main concern. And I think there's a lot of producers out there that kind of want to just carve notches on their belt. I think that's how they get their popularity. Like And this many- is
1: exactly why I don't work with photographers. That's exactly why. Because I yeah. you know, a lot of them just make it seem like basically like they're uh they're just fucking the models and they're just like another notch on their butt, exactly how you said.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. I've 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 met a lot of models that were like that. Um, you know. Uh, Stacy is one of them uh, Goddess Rhonda Is another one shout out to Goddess Rhonda Um, Our girl Yeah shout out to her um, And you know I, I just Started working with her about A couple of months ago so you know She went through all the ins and outs of that um, My partner Adelina Vicious she's had some really uh, Nasty run ins with producers That you know it's kind of like Yeah you know I'll produce your stuff if you give me A foot job type deal. And it's kind of like, you know, it's so unprofessional, you know, it's like, you're coming, you're coming, you're asking for content. I'm willing to content trade with you. And it's kind of like, well, you didn't mention anything about a foot job. And it's like, you know, they just kind of slide it under and you know, that's what they want. It's all about a foot job, you know, and it's, you know, I, hey, look, I love filming foot job material, but I film foot job material that's going to look good on camera. You know, I'm not going to put myself, if I if I don't feel like I'm the best subject for the job, I'm going to find somebody who is, you know, and that's what it's all about, the content, you know, so, but that's me.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what, that's one of the reasons why um, you're on the podcast. (laughs) 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 One of the reasons why we've, we've become fast friends. So.
2: um, Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, like I said, I look forward to working with you as well. Me and Annie are going to be working on, some fabulous giantess content, um, which uh, I am just so looking forward to.
1: Yeah.
2: I. Why don't
0: we we talk all about that uh, in just a couple seconds after a quick break here.
2: Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good.
0: And we're back and we're at my favorite time of the show. When I get to use my announcer voice. (laughs) <laughs> because it's time for the the big reveal of the big project. So this is the Oh Those Toes exclusive introduction to...
2: Uh-oh.
0: Introduction to, I don't know what we're calling it.
1: <laughs> I don't even... <laughs>
0: So let me back up then. you alluded, We've twice alluded to the fact that you two are starting a, a new project.
1: Well, I, I made the announcement last, um, you know, last uh, episode. So I just didn't say who it was with because, I mean, technically we haven't. Uh, Done all that we need to do, Um, hashed all the details out, but we're definitely working together on my giant test website. Um, So, I, you know, we were on the phone one day and we were brainstorming and just kind of talking, you know, shop and stuff. And uh, you one or both of us came up with this great idea. And some of the quantum tell us a little bit about his vision.
2: Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: Or our vision and how he's going to help me uh, bring it to fruition.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, basically, um, uh, me and Annie were talking about, you know, well, it's going to be a long distance thing, but it can work. (laughs) It can (laughs) definitely work. Uh, I'm going to be ending up going out to uh, where Annie is at, and I'm going to set up a a space for them to be able to shoot with a green screen and everything and um uh, I know that her uh her husband is into photography and great photographer gotta say I love his work
1: um well he's just starting out so that I'm sure that means a lot to him no yeah no he he, he listens so
2: Bottom, out, bottom draw photography. Shout out, I,
1: bottom know, photography. <laughs> I got to
2: say, he's definitely got a great eye. So, you know, that definitely has inspired me to actually go over there and, and set something up and she'll be shooting the content and I'll show him how to, you know, pretty much just put the shot list together and then she'll send me the content and I will, you know, do my magic on it.
1: <laughs> Worker magic. Yes. I was going to yeah. say
2: that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I, I can't, because. I mean, look, Annie, Annie. You have the most amazing souls. I, I got to tell you, I've been in this game for a long time. You have the most amazing souls I have seen. They—they they are just.
1: Oh, uh, thank you. Top know what everything. I'm talking about.
2: You know what I'm talking about. Top Tones. You know, I've, I've been <laughs> fan for many a year. Uh, i I gotta tell you when (laughs) top toes had had your souls in his hands i saw his eyes bulge i was like i (laughs) i know i know exactly what he's feeling right
1: now (laughs) so so so, you know like i and i told you guys this before when picky bitches and the both of you are some picky ass bitches let me just say um When picky bitches like my feet, I'm super flattered. <laughs> Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I can, I can, I can literally stay under your feet for about a good, you know, week. At least. <laughs> I mean, if you could just put like, you know, put a, a long straw to some like, like I need a water system. I like, <laughs> a water system. I could just get like the
1: backpacks, the yeah. backpack with the Campbell with back. the water in it
2: oh yeah 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 definitely <laughs> I could be like while you're at your job I could be under your desk like you know just you know yeah, just take us some water <laughs> and, some, and some any souls I'll, I'll be good
1: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah um, yeah so I'm, I'm really looking forward to launching that you know and getting going on that project but um, you know I think it's going to be pretty good it's going to be pretty some good stuff there and I'm really excited about it so which also That's means awesome. that I actually have more than one reason to get to New York, you know what I mean. So I get to yep. see Top Toes a whole lot more because oh yeah, I'm gonna have quote unquote business trips out there. <laughs> right, on. Yes. right on, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, while you know, I love talking about myself, uh, I I I do make some apologies for that. <laughs> I'm gonna just take it back a little bit and ask uh, you know Top Toes' favorite question. Uh-oh. which is, what is in your kink bag? <laughs>
2: <Ooh>. <laughs> you know, we, t-
1: we touched on it briefly how, you know, you said you you reserve your stuff for, you know, private time for yourself mm-hmm. that's separately than your business. So, you know, when it comes to, you know, you being Q, what, mm-hmm. what kind of stuff do you like? What's in your kink bag?
2: You know, this is, this is, uh, yeah, I, that's funny. No um, that one's really... I think everybody just kind of makes assumptions about, you know, things I'm into. And, uh, we don't uh, do that. We don't assume anything.
1: We also know that we're
0: all very diverse humans who are into, you know, maybe feet is our primary thing, but we're all into, or into exploring all the
2: random stuff. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. 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 You know, like besides, uh, besides feet, um, I, you know, I, I have to say what is in my, <laughs> what is in my, my kink scene, my kink bag. Actually. You know
1: what we should say? We should say what's in your bottom drawer. Oh, what's, yeah.
2: bottom- <laughs> what's in your bottom <laughs> drawer. Yes.
0: <laughs> Originally, this was two different questions. We used to be what other fetishes do you have? And right. the, the kink bag thing was a little more literal for people who were, you know, in the BDSM scene who might actually, like myself, have, you know, that that traveling bag of
2: goodies. Yeah, right, right. call your toy. Uh, well, I have to say, I mean, um, actually, one of my other, I think I, I was kind of discussing this with, with any, uh, I don't know if it was when you were here, but um, I think it was over the phone. Um, so I'm very into the swing scene, actually. I definitely, that is that is my, uh, uh, outside of my foot fetish, uh, you know, I started kind of like in the swinger scene probably about, I would have to say about 12 years ago, um, just uh, something about that, that actually really gets the uh, hormones going.
1: <laughs> so would you, would you say then you're like in an open relationship, like Polly or... Um...
2: Um, yeah, yeah. My, my relationship right now is, um, it is, I would have to say poly, definitely. Um, we're, we're, we haven't explored it yet, but I mean, I have in other relationships that I've been in, um, more, it's more kind of like, um, other relationships I've been in, it's more kind of been in front of one another. So, um, that is definitely. Yeah, that is definitely something that I'm into. I I do have a a thing of seeing uh, my partner in action. So as a uh,
1: total, as a total, you know, producer director.
2: Yes, <laughs> to the yes.
1: fullest.
2: <laughs> yes, I mean, you kind of have to. You can't be in this business and and have uh, your partner in this business with you and kind of uh, be that normative. Like you can't this guy. You know, it's not that's not in my nature whatsoever so you know I actually get more of a rush of, of seeing my partner in a situation like that it just makes me want them more sexually um, but you know not a lot of people kind of get an understanding of that I, I can usually sniff my own out I, I think I think maybe Top Toes has a little bit of that in it. Um, so,
1: I, I mean Top Toes is poly but um, yeah. is it something that you enjoy in, in, like directly in front of you, top toes. I don't think I've ever asked you that. Um,
0: it kind of depends on the, the the scene and situation. I mean, you know, my wife has a steady boyfriend, and I don't necessarily want to watch them have sex. But if we're right. in a club environment or something like that, yeah, I can. Uh, well, we've we've co topped her before, which is fun, and then you know, take a step back and watch them play. And yeah. Um, you know getting involved in some some group sexy kind of stuff is is always fun um
2: the, yeah. the actual <laughs> um, rush
0: of watching your partner with somebody
2: else yeah yeah i feel i feel a little bit um yeah i mean i think i think honestly and and in, in my am i you know how i view it is kind of like um i think it's a a subject that's very taboo for a lot of people because of a fear, you know, I think when it comes to, um, relationships, uh, people put ownership on their partners. Like, you know, like they kind of pretend like they haven't been with other people. And to me, it's like, I used to be that guy. I used to be that guy that, you know, was very jealous, very possessive. And, you know, once I kind of got into that scene, it kind of really opened me up, uh, you know, sexually and it opened me up more mentally um, to things out there, you know, and how you really should be in a relationship. Um, it's really uh, a whole different world, you know, um, when you can really learn a, a lot about your partner. You know, it really, it, it's not that, it actually humbles you a lot as well because, you know, you really do get an understanding of the things that your partner likes, what she wants, you know, communication is a very big Key aspect in those things. So, to me, it's always been a, a very big learning experience with that. You know, and uh, I have tried to talk to what I like to call the the normal people, the normal, people, you know, like you know, they they crazy, and I'm like, well, you know, if you really think that your partner is telling you everything, you're out of your mind. You know, uh, th- there are things that you know uh, that person will keep back because you know they might be afraid to tell you, or you know, they don't know how to tell you. You know, so um, in this type of situation, communication is a very big thing. So that is like one of the biggest things that's in my kink bag. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. So. Um,
1: and I was gonna, you know, I almost didn't want to ask the whole kink bag question because mm-hmm. you have a whole like fucking dungeon with like I don't oh. know fifty different tools hanging on your wall and a cage in your, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you
2: know,
1: instead of a dining room, you've got a cage.
2: And <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, that, yeah. That, that comes more in line with, with, with Addie. Addie is, uh, she is a dom and uh, I've learned so much from her. Like, you know, I've, I've been in a scene for a while and I've learned a lot, but there's so much more that you can always learn. And uh, so she definitely knows her stuff when it comes to that. And, you know there are certain things that I'm into as far off as as more on the uh, male dominant end of uh, so those are other things that are in my king bag <laughs> as well when it comes to like certain things with bondage and S and M and things of that nature so yeah definitely things in my king bag
1: <laughs> I just love talented fetishy people
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's it's a it's a great freedom man it's like you know it's uh, I, I, I feel bad for people out there who really feel like they have to hide who they are, you know, because of judgment, you know, it, it shouldn't have to be that way, you know.
1: And this uh, is why I, I love having guests like you on because it helps, uh, uh you know, which is, which is kind of one of our little missions. If we had a mission statement, that would be in it, Um, which mm-hmm. is we want to, you know, help normalize, especially foot fetish and foot fetish related things right um you know and and help everybody feel like you're not a fucking weirdo like this is this is normal you know like no, not yeah. experimenting yeah. and not enjoying other things like that's abnormal to me
2: like <laughs> well what is normal i mean if you really look at the term normal it's like I mean, I really feel like that's just like a construct of, of a word. Like, it's just a word that people put out there so people feel better about themselves. It's like, you know, why isn't feet normal? Like, you know, most people who tell me that, you know, oh, you know, feet is disgusting and, and things that are taught to us from the young age, right, because it's programming. Well, I tell people, I mean, you'd be very sad if you didn't have your feet. If, if someone came along and chopped your feet off tomorrow, I bet you'd be crying and you would miss them. And you will look at everybody else's feet with an envy, you know.
0: Right. It, I think if if normal, if we're going to look at it, the, the root construct of the word, it's based on the average. You know, we, we define right. normal based on the average. And if we're going to do that, then the number one most common paraphilia in the world, foot fetish,
2: we have to
1: say this it, it's is normal. Normal. This it is normal. This normal. It is normal.
0: People, yeah. are, people are faking the normal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there are celebrities that have come out with that. I mean, look, one of the biggest directors out there, Quentin Sarantino, is, I mean, he is a puts it right out there every movie. Oh.
1: Yeah, as, as oh, a gosh. show,
0: we love QT, we hate his taste in feet, but we respect that that's his taste, not <laughs> ours. <taste.
2: laughs>
1: we have been I very mean, hard on him, we really have. Also, though, we talk about him like every other episode, so I know, well, yeah, so, QT,
0: you gotta be listening. Give us a yell. Come on the show. Defend yeah. your test and feet.
1: That's I right. mean, look. I he mean, I, I, or two.
2: <laughs> I gotta, I gotta tell you. Look, Brad Pitt made him kind of feel bad at, at, at the awards when when he kind of commented on the whole feet subject, and I felt bad, man. I was like, hey, man, don't pick on my guy. That's that's QT, man. You're gonna pick on my guy. It's like you still have people out there that are of heavy judgment because they might they see things differently. Things that uh, that they turn them on or they're attracted to might not be the way other people see things and that's okay you know i'll tell you
1: what um like just honestly speaking here just between us girls Mm -hmm. um if i had a choice of having a date with brad Mm -hmm. pitt or having a date with quentin i would choose quentin all the way (laughs) and i was obsessed with brad pitt for a long long time and he is the ugliest human being to me right now. I can't, you know, I, yeah. gosh, Brad, I would...
0: Brad Pitt is nice to look at, but I can't imagine that I could have any sort of conversation
2: at the bar with him. Where right. and yeah. I, exactly. Even
0: if we didn't talk, QT and I would be talking all
2: fucking night long.
1: Yep.
2: yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. It's so, just, he seems like such a knowledgeable guy, even though I did not like, cause I'm also into the martial arts. Um, and I, I've been into the martial arts since I was a kid, and you know Bruce Lee to me is—he uh, has been an uh, inspiration to me. And I just didn't like uh, the direction and his remarks about Bruce Lee. I, I can't get QT that—that um, that kind of upset me. But that—that yeah, <laughs> that upset me. <laughs>
1: all right. Um. All right. Well, let's get into the um the last fortunately the last part of our episode here which is mm-hmm. tell us how people can hire you tell us how people can find you and follow you and support you like what is
2: okay yeah sure um, well you can find me on social media on IG Twitter uh, at Tentos Films um, you can also find me through my website uh, tentosfilms.com uh, also, you can find me on uh, Addie's website, um, uh, AdelinaVicious.com, uh, uh, GoddessAdelina.com, and CrushGoddessAdelina.com. Uh, those are all of my handles. Um, and yeah, you can contact me through there, anything you want to see, customs, any models that want to create content. I'm very open to work with anyone. Um, you know, and yeah, that's about it.
1: And so we, so you're available for photography, for editing. Um, Uh, I know you're working on an awesome logo for, um, for my husband. And then also, um, I just want to give you a a quick plug, um, Mm -hmm. that you, your, your dungeon is available Mm -hmm. for use.
2: Yes, that too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I have, I have a session space in East Village. Um, and, uh, it is a good space to have equipment, um, and it is open, uh, to anyone, um, from Foot Fetish, Domination, uh, you name it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's available for, for rent. Um, so you can contact me through any of those handles or you can contact, uh, Addy through, uh, through the website, um, as well. And, uh, Yeah. Awesome.
0: all right yeah. so we will be uh putting all those links on the show links um at uh oh those toes dot com um yeah q it's been fantastic amazing you yeah, know wish we had hours and hours more to <laughs> continue
2: uh <laughs> but
0: to the detriment of our listeners and to our own advantage we also get the opportunity to, to come and see you all of us planning to do so very soon at different times. So oh, awesome.
2: awesome. I thank you guys so much uh for having me on and uh it definitely was great and uh top was Very glad I, I, I met you. Um definitely look forward to uh hanging out with you guys and you know, Annie. You already know I love you. So I mean Yeah.
1: I mean yeah, like instant, instant friends. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. So, so
1: thank I've, you I've, guys I've, so much. So um, thankful that you that you came on and gave us your time. I know it's valuable, so we appreciate it and know, standard, all of your knowledge. Oh my gosh, we could pick your brain forever. Um, yeah,
2: there's been a lot in there. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> there's been a lot in there. <laughs> Haven't spoken about it in a while, but <laughs> it's there.
1: So you guys, you know, follow our boy.
0: Thank you so much, much, Quantum. Uh, It's been a pleasure. Uh, Thank you to all of our listeners, uh, new and old, uh, viewers too on on, uh, the YouTube. And uh, a a quick but well-deserved thank you to our sponsor uh, for this and many past episodes, uh, Crowfoot Jewelry. Uh, I think Annie is still uh, owes us an unboxing video.
1: I do, I do. <laughs>
0: uh, I do. But Crowfoot has been good to us, and we definitely want you to check them out at, at Crowfoot Jewelry on Instagram and only on Instagram. Um, and that's it.
1: Come to the that's end awesome. again.
0: And for those of you who are masturbating our voices this whole time, you're welcome.
1: Very welcome.
0: <laughs> very, very welcome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>